Welcome to Let's Therapy, where we get real and raw about your mental health, faith, and blended family. We're your hosts, counselors, Scott and Vanessa Martindale. Now let's therapy. Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Therapy. We are your hosts, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, and we are so excited to be with you today. Today, we're going to tackle an amazing topic that that deals and hits with so many, not only blended families, but families in general. But we're going to talk about protecting your children's mental health when you co-parent with a narcissist. Yes. And so this is a topic that a lot of people you know, that the word narcissist, it gets thrown around a lot. A lot. A and lot. I would say in an abusive way. Yeah. Um, you know, we see um we're in mental health, so we understand what this is and really um that it's a disorder. And mm-hmm. a lot of people tend to just want to label whether it's um, you know, a family member or a friend or someone mm-hmm. that's hurt them um with that. And so um I first just want to start off and say, you know, we need to be careful with that and just mm-hmm. Be reminded of what the Bible tells us about, you know, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Mm. And, um, you know, are we diagnosing them? Like, are we saying that they're a narcissist or is this something that they truly do suffer with? Well, and I would also point out there's a difference between somebody who's a full-fledged diagnosed narcissist versus those who have narcissistic tendencies. So I think in, in general, if we look at it from a blanket perspective, we say, hey, we're all somewhat selfish. And we all can be more selfish at times, which can be also a common phrase of narcissistic behavior. So we define narcissism as an excessive sense of self-importance and a need for constant admiration and a lack of empathy for others. Yeah. So they really see things only through their lens. Like they see the world only in a mirror. Mm-hmm. They don't see other people. They lack, you know, a lot of emotional intelligence to understand how other people feel. So, Vanessa, what are the signs in in more detail of a narcissist? Yeah, so I think some signs and symptoms, so to speak. Um, you know, it's a sense of self importance. So this is a person that is all about me, and mm. it's all about um, what's affecting me. How is this going to benefit me? Mm. Um, but it's a, it's it's a a big sense of me and self importance. A constant need for admiration. So a constant need for reassurance or for um, someone just to kind of like ooh and awe is is how I say Mm. it, like ooh and awe over you. Um, A lack of empathy where, Mm. you know, if something, um, you know, tragically has happened, you know, it's just, it's, oh, that's okay. No big deal. Just a lack of empathy, Uh, a sense of entitlement, Mm. manipulative behavior, lack of accountability and envy and jealousy. And these are just some, you know, if, if you got on Google and looked up some, you know, signs, mm-hmm. like these are just a few of them. But um, as a blended family ministry, we deal with a lot of co-parenting issues where we hear a lot, oh, my ex-spouse is a narcissist. My ex-spouse is a narcissist. And I will say that a lo- and in a lot of these cases, you know, that is the case and a big part of it. But um, our question today is how do we protect our children their mental health when you when you're co-parenting with a narcissist because that can be extremely difficult. Yeah, I mean it affects so many different things and we see this again in co-parenting and before I just jump to how to protect, I want to just point out something. You know, a lot of our narcissistic behaviors that we experience and, and see in, in blended families, they're, they're really spawned with a lot of pain and a lot of hurt and a lot of unforgiveness. So it's almost like that we they use narcissistic tendencies so that they can inflict pain that they're feeling. And and you, what you said, Vanessa, is 
what tends to happen is is they're trying to inflict pain in one direction, but it ends up basically spawning and affecting the children as well. So we're going to talk about ways to protect your children. If you're in this situation and you're co-parenting with somebody who has narcissistic tendencies or is a full-fledged narcissist, Mm -hmm. we want you to have tools and we want to give you the authority to protect your children. So the first thing is about setting boundaries. Yes. So I'm going to talk about one boundary and then Vanessa is going to touch on another, but I'm going to talk about a technology boundary because we see this so many times where if somebody texts you or somebody calls you, you feel like you have to, or they're entitled to your effective attention right then, and you have to give that to them. When I talk about technology boundaries, this is the concept of, I need to protect the health that's going in my family right now. And that means not allowing other folks, whether that's the co-parent or anybody else who's experiencing narcissism or stressing narcissism to you, to infect you at that moment. So yeah. that means you don't have to respond to the text. Yeah. You don't have to answer the call. That's why voicemail was created. Yeah. You just you can choose to allow what and when into your life. And you have the authority to do that. So don't feel like you have to have they don't deserve your undivided attention every minute of the day. Yeah. So that's number one. What other boundaries can you set to protect your children? Yeah, I think another one, you know, when you're talking about maybe a physical boundary, so maybe you're the co-parent, you know, there's been some verbal, mental, emotional, or even physical abuse. You know, what do those boundaries look like? Uh, You know, we did recently did a podcast that's going to be airing soon about um, boundaries when picking up from the other co-parent's house. And so what does that look like for you? What does that look like for your child? Maybe for yourself, it's that, Hey, you know, uh, if we have to go to the game together, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not going to sit next to my co-parent, but I'm still going to show up. I'm going to support my children, but I'm going to choose to keep my distance, Mm -hmm. you know, stay over here, so to speak. Um, and then whenever it comes to the children, I think depending on the age, asking them, you know, Mm -hmm. what makes you comfortable? What doesn't make you comfortable Mm -hmm. getting their buy-in and seeing what it is that they might prefer or what they might want to do. Um, and it also gives them a voice in the situation, especially if they are, um, seeing and experiencing those signs from the narcissistic parent. I love that. Uh, the next one is, and I love that we we put this as number two, is set realistic expectations. Um, we have said this uh, so many times on uh, all of our podcasts, and we, we have this phrase, this death by expectation. You know, if you're dealing with somebody who's experiencing this or who's who's projecting this on you, uh, and, and you set an expectation that, that they're going to change or that you can change them or that you know, um, that things will change with your children. I, I think sometimes we, we get a little too kind of loosey-goosey with this. We, we, set an expe- we, we set an expectation that things are going to change. So be realistic about what your co-parenting situation is and understand that if it is toxic, you have to take measures to protect it. The next one would be seeking support. So we're counselors. We're a big proponent of counseling. So seeking biblical counseling uh, we love that for for not only children but also parents. But if your child is experiencing this and they don't have a active voice to speak about this, or they feel um, that they can't speak about it, because if you think about this realistically, narcissistic behaviors, if they're expressed to the children, you know, children may have an opinion that's not validated or that's completely yeah. invalidated. Yeah. As they say, "Hey, what about this?" and and the other parent says, "Well, what about me?" and and don't you care about me? And the child all of a sudden 
the next time they want to say something, they're not going to say it. So seeking support through biblical counseling is great. I think having good friends and good family around you that are going Mm -hmm. to speak life into your children is also very good. Some of this stuff, you know, you guys, we talk about all the time, praying for your Mm co-parent, you know, pray, pray for them, bless them. And just watch what the Lord will do in your own heart and what he can even do in their heart by praying over them. Um, Avoid engaging in power struggles. This is something that uh, people who have those nar- narcissistic ten- tendencies tend to want to do. So it's it's a kind of a tit for tat type of thing. And again, like you said, Scott, earlier, you don't have to respond. You can create those boundaries where you just you stop that and you don't have to play into that. Um, documenting interactions, especially, you know, if, if this is a, a like a very high conflict situation, co-parenting situation, mm-hmm. um, you know, sh- uh be sure that you're documenting everything that's being said and everything that's going on. Um, you know, again, maintaining consistent routines for the children, just because one parent is maybe, a, you know, dysfunctional or chaotic, mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean that your home has to be as well. So maybe that's a season where you're parallel parenting and you're providing, you know, the best routine and structure and environment for your child, um, even if the other house isn't. And focus on positive co-parenting. I would say, you know, focus on what you can do. Mm -hmm. We can't control their actions. We can't control what they're going to say, but we can focus on our home and what our children are experiencing on the inside of that. Our children will see the fruit of what we do in our home. So we need to make sure that we're focusing on that. Um, So how do, how do we help a child deal with a narcissistic parent. So we've kind of already talked about the signs protecting our own mental health from that. Mm -hmm. But how do we help the child deal with a narcissistic parent? Well, I think first is validating their feelings. Uh, You know, you you will find, I think the one thing about co-parenting that always wins is children tend to gravitate to the healthy parent eventually. Like they they want to please both, but you're going to find that children understand the difference between healthy and unhealthy. So as they veer into you as the healthy parent, it's validating their feelings. It's sometimes it is just being in silence and letting them speak. That's a form of validation is just hearing them. Um, Yeah. And I was going to say, you know, and that can take time for children to gain that emotional intelligence. I know we've been in seasons where, you know, we've experienced things where we're like, no, this isn't, that's not it. But then later on, you know, our child has come to us. He's like, oh, I, I now understand. And now I see. And so understand that your children may be drawn to the parent who, you know, is is doing all of these things. um, And you, you're feeling like, hey, I'm the parent that is doing everything right. And my child doesn't want to mm-hmm. be around me or they don't believe me or things like that. Um, this can take time. So just a reminder and encouragement just to be pray- patient and prayerful in that process. A lot of times you just need to be calm and be stable. Um, I would also say, you know, encourage open communication. Um, you know, as as the child kind of looks at it, you know, give them those signs that say, hey, if there's anything that's going on you want to talk about, I'm always open to talking about that. Because Remember, if they're experiencing narcissism, that that what's happening on the other side is their feelings are not being validated and they're being shut down. So they're learning not to communicate. So by you just dropping little hints and saying, hey, this is a safe space. You and I can have an open conversation. You can be honest with me. Uh, I'm not going to hold that against you. I'm not going to bring it up later. I'm not going, this is going to stay between you and I. So encouraging that. Again, we mentioned it before, but seeking professional and biblical guidance. I can't stress it enough. Yeah. Don't be fearful of the concept of counseling. Don't 
believe that you have to be the you know you have to be in the situation where and you may be thinking well they need help well they probably do as well but don't you know as your child looks at that don't feel fear about going to do that look for a counseling center that does child therapy because there's so many different modalities there can be art therapy play therapy there's so many different things out there for kiddos when it comes to counseling and so um we just want to again encourage that you guys and then modeling healthy behaviors like i said earlier you're you can control what is said and what is done inside of your home and so what does that look like? And what are the behaviors and the things that they're seeing? Like, are they seeing you talk negatively about their parent? Um, are they seeing you pray over that parent? What is it that they are experiencing in your home? And just being mindful of that. Um, but you guys, this wraps up our episode yeah. on protecting you and your children's mental health when co-parenting with a narcissist. But we do want to give you a great resource resource by our friend, Dr. Les Carter. He is an expert in the subject of narcissism. Mm. And we just want to encourage you to go check out his YouTube channel. It is called Surviving Narcissism on YouTube. He has um, just so many topics that surround narcissism. There are topics on there around co-parenting, but he is the expert in this area. He um, has been doing... uh, you know, psychotherapy for, I think, over 40 He's years. He's phenomenal. He is yeah. phenomenal. We absolutely love him. So go check him out if you're needing some more information on narcissism. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Tune in next week as we dive into a new episode of Let's Therapy. You guys have a wonderful day. Be blessed in all that you do. 